Hello, Lion Cook Nation. Welcome back to the Lion Cook Thoughts Podcast. It has been quite a while since uh, I've been here. Um, I mean, we've done a lot of interviews and we did the Escoffier episode. I mean, I haven't had the chance to do a solo episode with y'all for a while. I haven't had the chance to kind of uh, speak to y'all and see how y'all have been and kind of give my thoughts on some things. Yeah, we haven't had the chance to just have this one-on-one podcast uh, for uh, quite some time, since June 19th was the last time uh, we were able to do this. So almost a month ago, over a month ago, uh, was the last time we got to do a solo episode together. So here we are. And I wanted to start out by saying thank you so much for tuning in and listening and enjoying these podcasts. Uh, We've been growing tremendously. We just got over 10,000 plays on the podcast, which is insane to me. And um, our Instagram is growing really well, and uh, there's so much more engagement on it now than there has ever been. And so many more people are joining this Line Cook Nation that we're growing. And I really start to feel like we might be heading towards the tipping point as we get bigger and bigger and more people notice who we are. And I think the biggest thing I want to say is I'm so impressed with how you all are so uh, respective and so respectful of the people on the page and how you all are open to just discussion. I think... That's what makes our community right now so special is that you're all willing to have these different discussions uh, over things that we're all so passionate about. And so, you know, when I see someone put up a, a quote that I share, and maybe not everyone agrees with it, we can at least have a discussion about it. And so I've been so grateful, so uh, feel so valued, feel so much value in this uh, platform and this podcast. I just wanted to say thank you uh, just for being like cooks who are open minded and willing to have these conversations and willing to be just like really good people towards each other. Um, it means a lot to be able to have these conversations with you every week. Uh, it helps me relieve stress. It helps me get my thoughts out there. And it helps me stay in tune with the industry. So I just wanted to thank you all for that. On this episode, I have a couple of things. First, we're going to start out with a message from um, someone. Who, someone sent me a message. His name is Donovan. And uh, he sent me a message thanking me for doing the podcast. And he's a veteran of uh, the armed services, the armed forces. And I was just blown away. So I wanted to spend about 20 minutes on that message because it really uh, it hit me hard in a good way and it got me motivated to talk about it. After that, I was asked on Instagram to uh, chat about the idea of being 30 years old and starting out in the industry and what my thoughts are on people who are a little bit older in our industry and are starting out. Uh, so that'll be in the podcast. And also the question, the million dollar question is culinary school worth the money. I go into details in that. I think you'll enjoy my response, and I think it'll. I hope it brings value to you all in some way. I'm so excited to be back in a solo podcast. We have a lot of great interviews coming up. I'll get you a schedule as soon as we have everything finalized. I, want, I don't want to say anything yet because uh, I know our, everyone's schedule is changing, and I know the summer can be a pretty busy time for some people. So that being said, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, and here we go. Ray, real quick, man, I just want to let you know how much of an inspiration you are. Um, just listening to your podcast and listening to the guests that you had on. Um, I'm going from, so I'm in the military. I'm going from um, just being a home cook, and tomorrow I start my job as a line cook. Um, so I'm truly a part of the line cook nation now. I also started my podcast to get guests on to inspire others just like you've done. You've brought guests on, um, and the information and your story just just inspired me to go for my dreams. So, man, I wish I can just praise you a hundred times over, but literally, like just listening to your podcast 
and listening to your journey and listening to your guest's journey has literally changed my life. So thank you for everything you do. And definitely thank you for welcoming me. All right, so I want to get into this, but first by saying thank you to you, Donovan, for uh, sending me that message. Uh, the fact that you send that to me, I mean, the day I got that, I remember it was a very stressful day for me, and uh, I was very uh, bummed out for that day uh, for whatever reason. And it was one of those days where it was just, and nothing was going right and everything was going wrong, and it was just very tough for me to get through that one day. And I remember it was – Later on in the night after you sent the message uh, is when I actually got to listen to it when I was like, you know, getting ready for bed uh, and I heard it and it totally like picked me up and it got me ready for the next day, got me going, got me motivated. And just to start out, uh, I want to say thank you for your service. Uh, thank you for your service to this country and for protecting, you know, our country and what we stand for and what it is we do. Uh, it's people like you that allow people like me to do podcasts and to cook for a living. And, you know, I'm forever in debt to you for, you know, serving our country and making sure that this place is safe. And so whatever I can do to help you in any way, I mean, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing the podcast to show my appreciation back to the people of this industry. And the fact that you, uh, you are someone who dedicated their time, their life to, you know, part of their life at least to protecting our borders and protecting who we are as a country. I just think that's so honorable. And it's a little scary for me to hear you say that I changed your life because without you, I'm not sure what I'd be able to do in mine. Uh, and without people like you, I'm not sure what I'd be able to do in terms of the freedoms I have to go ahead and do a podcast or do uh, cooking as my profession. So I just wanted to first off say thank you. Uh, it truly means a ton. Uh, it really motivated me to you know, keep going that day. And it's the reason why I do this podcast. Um, more, more than just about my own self-learning, more than meeting other people and making connections, more than building a brand, it's really at the end of the day to help people out when they need it or to introduce people to a profession that can be so daunting sometimes. I remember when I first started thinking about culinary and uh, culinary school and cooking and being a chef and everything else, it was very daunting. It was very uh, scary for me. Uh, to be quite honest. I mean, it's such a large industry, and there's so many people at the top who are so successful, and it seems like it'll take forever for you to get there, and even if you if you even do get there. And it's just a very challenging uphill battle when you start out in this industry. There's so much stress. There's so much pressure. And, you know, when you start out, you're usually not of the in the greatest uh, working environments, or you're not getting paid the greatest. And it's just such a stressful place. And there's so much more that goes into cooking than just cooking, you know, the thought process behind everything, planning out the financials of everything, uh, being mentally aware, mentally focused every day you go into work, even though you might be working 78 to 80 hours that week. Uh, there's always a challenge in this industry. There's always something that goes wrong. And if I can do anything to lessen that anxiety, to lessen that fear, to lessen that, uh, you know, just a, that little bit of nervousness that you feel, uh, that's why I do this. I mean, I still feel it every day. Every day I'm thinking about my future and I'm just like, how am I going to get to what I want to be? Like, how am I going to get to where I want to be in terms of a chef, in terms of a podcaster, in terms of myself in my life? Like, how am I going to achieve everything? <laughs> like, it's just so daunting sometimes to look at. And there's so many different ways to look at it. And I wouldn't be able to do any of that, Donaldson, if it wasn't for you and your service to this country. So thank you so much for your time, your effort, your care. Thank you for listening to the podcast. 
it's truly an honor that you would take the time out of your day to listen to me. Uh, and I'm really appreciative that you feel that this has helped you in some way in terms of getting into the food industry. I really do hope that people listen to this podcast and feel some sort of excitement or some sort of inspiration to keep going in their job, even though it might suck right now, or even though your hours might not be the greatest, or maybe you just missed something that you wanted to go to, or maybe you got, you worked, you know, two months straight, or maybe, you know, you just are a little burnt out, or maybe you're falling straight out of love with it for a little bit. Um, I would just hope that whatever it is you're going through right now, not just you, but everyone in general, I hope they can tune into this podcast every week and get the, the motivation and the message they need to keep going on until the next week. And I just want, that's why I made Line Cook's thoughts on Instagram for. That's why I made the podcast. I mean, that's why I made the social media experience for cooks. And I know it's not the most glamorous. I know it's not the most, uh, well, uh, t- in terms of like technolo- technology aspect, it's not probably the best. Uh, and I know the sound quality can be iffy. Uh, recording it over a computer sometimes. And I know that, you know, I, I'm aware. I'm aware that it's small and I'm aware that it's just something special we have. Um, but I think the reason why it's been so uh, re- well received by the people who do listen to it is because uh, it means something more than just another food podcast. This is something that uh, we really discuss our thoughts on the industry. We discuss the big topics on the industry and we also talk to the everyday people of the industry. And so, you know, having your message come on here and to hear that you're about to start in a kitchen, you're about to start and you feel welcome to the Line Cook Nation. Um, I applaud that. And I just, I'm very excited for you. And, you know, I hope in 10 years, this is big enough to where, uh, you know, people know what Line Cook Nation is and they know what we are and what we stand for and, you know, what we represent. And I'm excited for one day for a cook to walk into a kitchen and someone's like, hey, have you heard? Have you seen the Line Cook Nation page, or have you seen the Line Cook Thoughts page, or heard the podcast? And you feel some sort of connectivity with that person, and you know that there's more to that person than just being a cook. You know, there's something more. And uh, so, yeah, I just, like I said, I, I was just very uh, honored by it. I was very great, grateful that you sent this message, um, that you took the time to send this message. It meant a lot as well. And uh, yeah, I just wish you the best of luck. Uh, some advice, if I have any, is just to. Uh, you know, a lot of people say keep your head down at work, but honestly, keep your head up. Look at what's going on around you. Take it all in. Learn everything. Uh, be a sponge. Just be open to learning anything. Uh, bring a notebook on your first day. I'm not sure if you started yet. Uh, maybe you have started, but always have a notebook and a pen on you to write things down. Um, and always keep a clean station. Keep it tidy. Uh, don't be afraid to ask coworkers, uh, you know, any for any help or any questions you might have. When you go into work every day, say hi to everyone. Uh, that leaves a big impression on people is when you go into work and say hi to everyone. That truly makes a difference in the long term. It shows that you care. And, you know, just be focused and be ready to go to work. Uh, like I said, keep your head up in terms of, like, watch what's going on around you. Take it all in. I think the biggest thing I realize that I have to do when I'm at work or I'm working in a kitchen is I have to keep my head up. Uh, so a lot of times I keep my head down and I just try to focus and work, work, work. And, um you become more aware when you start to lift your head up a little bit off the cutting board and you start to notice the other things going on around you. And, um, I think that's so important to becoming a chef and becoming a leader in the kitchen. Uh, but that being said, I also, uh, just think you're going to have a great time with it. I think being a cook is one of those things that's very rewarding for everyone that joins the industry because at some point you're going to do really well, but then at other points you're going to do so terribly that you're not even sure why you're in the industry. You're going to fail. You're going to feel like a failure. You're going to, 
go down this path where um, you're going to question everything. You're going to question if you're cut out for this. You're going to question if you have the ability to succeed, if you have the tools to succeed, if you have the skill set to be impactful in this industry. You're really going to question what it means to be a cook, what it means to be a chef, and if you're even that type of person. You're going to have so much self-doubt. Uh, there's going to be times where maybe you didn't prep enough of something or maybe you messed something up and you're going to go home to relax. And that's the only thing that's going to be on your mind. And no matter what you do, it's going to bother you. And I know because I've been in that situation where I knew I could have done something better or I should have seen something uh, coming in a different way and I didn't anticipate for it. And I totally messed up. I totally made a huge mistake and it bothered me. And I think my advice for that is every day is a new day in the kitchen don't let things hang over you. That's my biggest thing that I'm working on is whenever I mess up or whenever something goes wrong, I have to move on. You have to get better. And there's no point in dwelling on it. And it's so hard in the culinary industry to realize that because you're, you're really, you know, working in a place where if you make a mistake, you can't just go fix it really. If you make a mistake in terms of getting food out to a guest, it's not like you can stop and go get that plate off that table. Like it, it's out, it's gone. And the guest has probably already eaten it by the time you realize you made that mistake. So then it's all on you to be better the next time. And so that lack of really being able to take things back, because food is, can be so delicate sometimes, and if you add too much of salt or you burn something, you have to start over. So that lack of, like, uh, second chance in terms of, like, fixing something, uh, it's very hard. It's a very immediate reaction. It's a very immediate, like, cancellation of what you were doing if you mess up. And so my biggest piece of advice is when you go home, reflect on your day. But don't let it bother you. Don't let it be the reason that you stay up at night. Don't let it deprive you of sleep. Don't let it make become an anxiety because you're going to start to hate this profession if you let all those things sit in your head and get in your head. Um, I know it's something that I've struggled with for a long time, and I know a lot of cooks struggle with it. And we all have our own ways of dealing with it. But at the end of the day, just do something that you really like when you get out of work. Do something that's engaging and impactful and meaningful to you. Uh, this is something I try to promote on the podcast a lot. And it's just something that I think is so important that not a lot of us do. Not a lot of us make the time to do. And that's doing something that we truly love, doing something that truly makes us feel like we're doing a difference for ourselves or for someone else, or that we're creating something that's tangible, or we're doing something that's making us feel good in terms of like learning something new or reading or writing or any, any of your hobbies that you might really enjoy. Uh, but don't let the burden of the kitchen and the burden of, of the anxieties you're going to face weigh down your personal life. Because the worst thing you can do, in my opinion, is to work in a kitchen, and then that, that be all you're about. That's that for a kitchen to become your identity, and you not have any other interests or hobbies that you're working on or going to do. You know, everyone needs a separation from the kitchen at some point during the week. Everyone needs that separation of doing something else and learning something new and doing something you really enjoy or being with someone you really love. And if you don't take that time for yourself, you're really going to end up hating this profession, and you're going to get burnt out quicker than most. And you're not going to last simply because you didn't take the time to get away from the kitchen and to have that free time to not do anything with it. And so I guess that's another big piece of advice for me, being able to spend your days off in a really thoughtful way, in a way that allows you to enjoy yourself, relax, but also engages you in a different way than if you were in the kitchen. Uh, that's my biggest piece of advice. I know you said you started a podcast, which is great. I think on your days off, you're really going to appreciate that. And because you're new to the industry, you'll, you won't have a reference of uh, what it was like before you started the podcast. But I know when I started this podcast, I had something every day to look forward to when I got out of work. Because I love the kitchen, and every day I miss it when I'm not in it. And I would always be like excited to get back in there and go do it. 
But with a podcast or running what I'm doing, I can be excited to go home and do the things that really excite me as well. And your life just is more engaging. It's more fun. It's more entertaining. It's just something that you uh, you should focus on a lot more. Uh, the podcast, I think, is something that you should put a lot of time into on your time off because you're going to build it. You're going to build something for yourself. You're going to look at it. You're going to be like, dang, like I did this while working in a kitchen these long hours, and I started my new career and built this. And so I think that's really special, and I think that's something that's really valuable. You know, Justin Connor was on the podcast a while back when we did an interview. He was one of the first guests of this podcast, and he gave some really good uh, advice. He said for anyone starting out young in the uh, industry in terms of like young and how much you've worked in the industry, you should definitely uh, – you should definitely record or document everything you're doing in this industry. You should be taking notes or you should be recording with a camera or in podcast form, everything you're doing. Uh, and so that way you can look back on it for yourself later on and just see where you were and see how you've evolved and see how you've grown. And I think that's super important too, to just document and to grow and to make yourself better day in and day out. So I think that's like another huge important thing that you have the opportunity to do that me and a lot of other cooks have did not take the advantage of you know we, we're living in this world i mean obviously the internet's been around for a while now but even more so i feel like in the last couple of years our blogs and podcasts are growing and getting bigger and bigger and you have a real uh key you have a real uh key into the industry in terms of just starting out so you re- can record your first days as a line cook you can record your first days in the kitchen and what your mindset is and maybe like oh i didn't know how to cut this vegetable a certain way and then in five years from now, when you're still doing this, you're going to be like, oh, my God, how, how is I so, like, unknowledgeable? Um, and that's, I mean, I think we all have those moments where we look back and we're like, what the heck? Like, how did I get this far? Uh, I'm so much more skilled than I was when I started out. Um, and I just think having that documented is going to be a really cool experience for you. I think it's going to really keep you engaged um, outside of work, and it's going to just be something that you can rely on in terms of happiness and enjoyment and fulfillment. Uh, so I really hope your podcast goes well. I'll promote it uh, whenever you want. And uh, yeah, like I said, I just really um, am really honored by the message. I'm really uh, just blown away that I was able to help you in some way. Um, and I just was really thankful that you sent it and that you were willing to let me share it. Uh, and I think I, why I'm sharing it, just so Line Click Nation knows, is because you can have this impact too. We all can have this impact on people. Uh, I done. I do this podcast because I'm inspired by all of you that are listening right now. I do this podcast because you all inspire me in some way. Your passion for the industry and the way you go into work every day to serve others and to serve others food that's beautiful and tastes good. Or maybe the way you go into work to develop a new food item. Or maybe you go, you go into work and you're trying to grow the next best crop. Uh, of corn or whatever it may be like you you go into work and you try so hard to at the end of the day put food on the table for someone and give them a great experience no matter what if you're in fine dining best casual no matter what you're doing whether you're selling wine um, like it doesn't matter you're writing about food at the end of the day you're trying to get someone to have a great meal I think that ultimate goal uh, is what brings us all together and I think that's what I admire most about all of you and I know a lot of you might just think I'm saying that, but I'm serious. That's why I started this. That's why I started the podcast. That's why I started the Instagram. That's why I reached out to so many of you on Instagram for your thoughts and so many more that have not answered uh, just because I'm curious and I want to know what drives our cooks. I want to know what drives our our uh, our generation of cooks and chefs. I want to know what makes us who we are. I want to share that. I want to document that. In 50 years, I want the 
the next Thomas Kellers or the next uh, David Chang's or whoever it may be to look back on it and be like, wow, that's where we started. And this is how we felt then. And maybe we can translate that into how we feel now and help teach the next generation of what it means to be a chef. And so wherever this leads, wherever this goes, whoever it it talks to, whoever this impacts, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listened so far. Uh, Just so you know, we've uh, reached over 10,000 plays on our podcast, and that means all episodes have been played uh, over 10,000 times. And that's crazy to me that we're doing that. Uh, It's crazy to me that we've hit that number. It's a milestone, really, in my eyes, uh, starting this podcast out and for the first three weeks getting a total of uh, 70 listens out of three episodes. I mean, you can do the math on that and see uh, how much we've grown. But, um, yeah, it's truly been special. And uh, I know this has been a busy time for me, uh, but I am really dedicated to keep doing this. And I'm so excited to do this. And I'm just so happy and thrilled that – we have the chance to have this moment every day of the week or every uh, week of the year, hopefully. And I just really am excited for what's to come on the podcast. Who else is going to be on the podcast in terms of interviews? And yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's fun. It's definitely something that takes a good amount of time out of my day off, but it's something that I really enjoy. And it's something I really uh, couldn't see myself not doing. Um, it's really part of who I am and who I've become. And so once again, Donald, thank you for sending your message. Thank you for being part of the Line Click Nation. And for everyone listening, if I've impacted you in any way, if I've inspired you in any way, if I've done, if I've given you value in some way in terms of what it means to be a cook or a chef, just share this. Share the podcast. Share the Instagram. Just share what we're doing here. Uh, I just, I want to keep growing and I want to keep getting more cooks into this mindset. I mean, there's so many things, big plans down the future that I have uh, for this. And, um, but yeah, right now this is where we're at and this is where we're going and we're just going to keep getting bigger and we're going to keep reaching more and more cooks and we're going to keep having a voice in the industry. And I just don't want that to change. And I just want it, this to always be a place where cooks can go to uh, when they feel stressed or when they feel down or when they feel like they're not good enough. This is the place I want to give cooks every week so that they can come and feel better, more inspired. So just thank you again so much for tuning in every week. It truly means a ton. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, like I said, I'm just honored by this message I got and I had to share it. I just had to spend 20 minutes going over this with y'all because I know, I know I've been putting out uh, a lot of interviews lately and we haven't had a solo podcast in a while to just chat and talk and catch up on everything. And I don't know, I just felt like it was, I had needed to remind you all of how much I value this audience, how much I value this platform and how much I value to be able to do this and have someone listen to it. So thank you all so much. Y'all are great. And Donovan, good luck on your first uh, couple of months as a line cook. I'm Hopefully we can have you on the podcast so you can tell us how it went. But, uh, I mean, thank you so much and thank you for your service. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So as I've been doing this podcast more and more, uh, a lot of people who are, I guess, they, they call them, <laughs> a couple of them call themselves late bloomers in the culinary industry, uh, people over 30 who are getting into cooking. I mean, 
to start, uh, I just think that's so cool. I think it's so cool that you had a career and you found out that it wasn't for you and you found out your passion truly was cooking and you just decided to go ahead and be a chef. Uh, first off, I think it's great. Uh, but I want to spend a little bit, a bit of time talking about it because a lot of people have asked me to talk about this subject and my thoughts on it and what I think. And um, I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm only 21, so it's like uh, I, I don't know uh, really what it's like at that point of life yet. Um, but for me, I would say that I think it's admirable for anyone to have the courage to change up what they're doing in life, to change their route, to change their course, to do, to know, to get all of a sudden one day have this feeling that, oh yeah, that's what I should be doing. And then they go ahead and they do it. I think that's admirable. I think that's so cool to do. I just think that's such a cool story to have. Um, and my thoughts on it, honestly, is I think you might have a better uh, time than most because you knew, you know maybe what life is like outside of the kitchen. You know what life is like in terms of working at a job. Maybe that is five days a week, Monday through Friday, nine to five. And you know uh, what it means. Maybe you know what it means to feel like sitting at a desk all day and just knowing you have to be doing something else and knowing that you want more something more meaningful. And then you transition into cooking and you get this super amazing experience and you get the super amazing opportunity to cook for others, provide food and value for others that you just don't get anywhere else. And all of a sudden, you're just so happy and life is so great. And I think you get that and not many young cooks like I do get that. And it's something that I'm really jealous of, actually. Uh, the idea that uh, you just have a fresh set of eyes that comes in and sees the industry. And so, I mean, yeah, I'd like... My thoughts on late bloomers in the industry or people who are over the age of 30 joining the industry is I think that it's so cool. I think it's something that like, like, I don't know. I just think that that's so valuable to our industry because not only that, but you bring the knowledge, you bring the uh, intensity of whatever it was that you were doing beforehand. You bring another skill set that cooks don't have if they've just been cooking. Uh, you're more than just one dimensional and you're able to maybe see things in a different way and have different viewpoints and maybe even see the industry in an entirely different way that I would. And you might be able to problem solve better at certain areas. And maybe like if you had a, a job that had a lot of financial experience, that would help you a ton in the kitchen in terms of moving up faster because that's the type of stuff that gets you promoted to a chef or sous chef is, you know, the things that you need to do besides cook, scheduling uh, ordering fr products from vendors like that all is something that you learn throughout life and I feel like if especially if you come from something that was business oriented you have a leg up uh, on certain people because you know you to how to work your way more efficiently across the computer how you know you to work your way with numbers and you're just more confident in that setting and so when you get to these leadership posi positions you thrive and um, I know when I was in culinary school there are a lot of people who were over the age of 30 uh, in culinary school and they just brought so much value to the class or to the places I was cooking at. Uh, it was, I mean, it's just great to have the uh, the uh, the people who are not just, you know, culinary graduates or young cooks. It's nice to have the diversity of someone who's new in the kitchen but has a little more experience in life. Uh, and I think those are where some of the best conversations have come from, for me anyway, being on the line with people or being uh, or talking just to people on Instagram or whatnot. You know, people who join this industry late in their eyes. And then um, all of a sudden they're, uh, they're, you know, they have all this experience and they have all this knowledge and they have all these, uh, just these questions, but then they have all these answers to things that I wouldn't know. And it's just a really good trade-off. And I don't know. I just don't think like, I think 
I don't even. I would. I would even refrain from calling y'all late bloomers. I mean, you're. I would just say you're joining the industry. Uh, you know, age. Obviously, like the older you get, maybe like when you're 60, you're gonna slow down. But like now, when you're 30, uh, and even if you're 60, you can still do a lot of things in the kitchen. I mean, that's not that old either. So like the idea of you not being a 22 year old in the kitchen, uh, you know, being reckless and cooking, and then going out every weekend and you know, just living that uh, lifestyle that some cooks praise. I mean, just because you don't fit into that certain character portrait doesn't mean you're not any less of a chef or any less of a cook. I think if you're uh, above 30 and in the industry, you're starting out. I just, I think it's admirable. I think it's something that you should be proud of as well. And I don't think, like, no one's going to judge you off your age. No one really cares about your age. What people care about is how much you care about the industry, how much you try in it, and how much effort you put in. And so I guess like if you've joined the industry late, um, you know, this, I guess this is an episode that's very focused on uh, new beginnings in the industry. But at the end of the day, like all, all people really care about in this industry is if you care and you put the want to put the effort and time in to succeed. Uh, I mean, that, that's just the key to success, I, I feel like. I mean, things can go totally different. Um, and, you know, there's some cases where maybe this isn't the case. But I honestly feel like if you just show a really good attention to detail and awareness, you show the care, you show that. Uh, you'll be there and you'll put the extra time in and you'll be able to work and you'll be able to show up on time and you'll be able to get your job done efficiently. And even though you might suck in the beginning, like if you're able to learn and progress and keep yourself motivated and not get discouraged and just be totally like in tune and in love with what you're doing, I just think that's how you succeed in this industry. So yeah, I mean, I don't really think age is a big difference. Um, and I think that, uh, you might have some value or you might have the upper hand on a lot of uh, managerial roles later on when you, um, you know, surpass just being a line cook. And so I think that's going to help you accelerate even more. Uh, it's just, I think it's just honestly how you play your cards. I think it's honestly how you uh, set yourself up for success, how you sell yourself, how you make yourself look in front of management. I just think that's the biggest factor. I think that's the key to your success is showing that, hey, yes, I am new to cooking. I might not have the experience of everyone else, but I have life experience. I have the experience of business. I had the experience of maybe working in a company that was really good at managing money, or maybe you worked uh, as an artist and you had a very good creative side, but you also had to sell that art. So you were very good at uh, marketing and getting your name out there and your brand out there. Um, whatever it is you were doing before, it definitely can be carried over into the food industry and you definitely can innovate in that way. So I would say this, if you're over 30 and you're joining the industry, you obviously had something you were doing before. Don't just completely dispel that because you fell out of love with it. Take what you learned from that industry and bring it into cooking. Take the skills you've had from that industry and bring it into cooking because that's going to make you a stronger chef. That's going to make you more valuable. That's going to make people notice you more. That's going to make people understand that you're someone who they should be looking at and someone who they should be getting involved into more than just line cooking. And so, like I said, I think it's great. I think it's admirable. And I and for anyone who uh, you know negates you because you're older in the industry, just don't worry about that. There's so many jobs out there. There's so many opportunities. There's so many places that will take you in because they know that you have the skills um, of life and you have the experiences that you might need to be really successful. And don't dis get discouraged if maybe you go into work at some place and because you're a little bit older, they don't take you in and then you give up. No, I think you just have to keep trying. You have to find a place that has that perfect balance for you. And you have to find a place that's going to just accept you as someone who wants to learn and who is new to the industry, regardless of age or where you're from or what you look like. 
Uh, and I think that is really what cooking should be about. I think that's how the best restaurants and the best restaurant groups achieve their success. And I think the willingness of people to give you a chance, no matter your age, uh, to learn cooking is what makes our industry so beautiful. So I would just say, don't worry about it. Don't worry about what you think your age is. I think the only barrier you're going to face is in your mind, you're going to be like, wow, I'm like way older than these people. I'm not going to be able to keep up. Um, but I mean, yes, you have to be urgent in the kitchen, but honestly, it's just about how efficient you are and how able you are to work efficiently and clean and organized. Uh, you can be the fastest line cook uh, on the line, but if you're not organized and you're not efficient, you're not going to get food up in time as someone who's been doing it for 10, 20 years and has their systems in place is able to get a beautiful plate of food up. And then maybe it takes them a second longer on that one process of plating the food, but overall they're going to get done faster because they're organized and they just have, uh, have a sustainable way of getting through service. And so I think that's my biggest, uh, piece of advice. Find your systems, find a sustainable way to keep getting through service, find a way to keep yourself motivated, find a way to not get discouraged by that. And I know this is all a lot coming at you, but I mean, I just don't want you to think that because you're old, you can't cook. And that's such uh, BS. And it's just something that I think you're telling yourself to, uh, um, because that's an anxiety you have deep down. And I think you're going to understand that when you get in the kitchen, people aren't going to realize it. And honestly, no one has the time to realize it because everyone's grinding. Everyone's trying to get that next uh, spot. Everyone's trying to get to the next chapter in their cooking career. They're trying to be successful. They're trying to learn. They're trying to grow. No one's going to care. Uh, no one's going to think twice about it. And I just think the only uh, time they're going to think about it is when you're thinking about it and when you're putting that energy into the universe and when you're saying that uh, to yourself and those thoughts are going off in your head. But I honestly don't think anyone's going to care. So if you're over 30 and you're getting in the industry, I just think it's I, I think it's admirable. I think it's honorable. And I think you have so much to offer. Uh, let me know your thoughts on this. Uh, and if you are over 30 and you're getting in the industry, I'd love to hear your story. Or if you were someone who was a late bloomer in the, in the industry, I'd love to hear how you face challenges or maybe how you thought your age held you back or how you thought your age would hold you back, but then when you got into it, you realized that it really didn't matter at all. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I'd love to hear these stories. Please DM me on Instagram, or I mean, you can always leave me a voice message on Anchor. If you need help with that, I'll let you know, and you'll be right into the episode. Um, but just, you know, I think it's so cool that uh, you're doing it, and good luck with it, and keep me posted. All right, so this last uh, big segment on the podcast today is, uh, is culinary school worth the money, or should you consider being a chef? or like, a, um, like someone who runs a kitchen in a more corporate environment and uh, what it all looks like. And yeah, I mean, I want to get into this one because, I mean, if you don't know, I'm a Culinary Institute of America graduate. And so I think my opinion is going to be a little biased. But I think I do have uh, some counter arguments to my opinion as well that I feel like if you feel those ways, you'll agree with what I'm saying. Uh, so to start, uh, I think culinary school is worth the money if you're willing to put your time in and get the most out of it. So if you're going to the Culinary Institute of America, you better be there to cook. Uh, that's my biggest thing. Um, and this isn't like uh, elitist. I don't want to sound like elitist. I don't want to sound like I worked harder than everyone or blah, blah, blah. But like, I didn't like, like, I didn't do anything on the weekends besides work. Like I was at school and then in order to pay my car bill, I have to go work 25 to 30 hours on the weekend. Um, I would be working at our local, uh, a culinary kitchen on campus. Uh, I would be mentoring students. 
during the weekdays. And then at one point for an eight month period during my bachelor's semester, I would literally, so I would get off of school Friday afternoon class at around one o'clock. I would drive 40 40 minutes to a a town called Beacon. I'd work in a kitchen there uh, for Friday night service. I'd drive 40 minutes back, wake up at 10 a.m. on a Saturday, going to work 40 minutes and get there at 11 o'clock, leave Saturday night around uh, 11.30 or midnight, drive all the way back, and then be there the next morning, drive that other same 40 minutes there and back each way. I would go get there at uh, 7.45 a.m. every Sunday morning for Sunday brunch, and I would do this for eight months during culinary school. And it was brutal. It was very difficult. Uh, I didn't get to see a lot of my friends during that period, um, but I needed to pay my bills. And I wanted to work in a, a kitchen where a chef who was pretty established was working, and that meant driving 40 minutes. And I'm not suggesting that. It was really harsh. Uh, a lot of uh, anxiety came from that. A lot of stress came from that. Um, you know, I wish I had more time to spend with the friends I had at school. But like I said, I had to pay bills. I had to make money. Um but anyway, the reason I'm saying that is this, like if you are truly into cooking and you truly love this profession and you really just want to be immersed and be in a place that piques all of your interests and brings out new ideas to you and new things and just really just like opens your mind to so many different experiences, then yes, I would say culinary school is worth your money. And like if you're financially like struggling or you come from a family with a low income background or like a family that like, like my parents weren't paying for culinary school. I could, I took out loans for it, but they're not, they're not going to like just pull out my tuition money. Like, so uh, yeah, I mean like if you, I think it's worth the money, but it has to be worth it to you. If you don't have the finances to be able to, I think if you're going to go and you don't have the finances, you have to either work really hard for scholarships, which helps me get my, uh, loan payments down a lot, or you have to be willing to maybe sacrifice uh, a lot of uh, money later on in life in terms of paying back your student loans. And, you know, I can't make this decision for anyone, and I don't want to lead anyone on the wrong path and to have them find out that the path they took was the wrong choice and then they blame me for it. But I will say that, like, for me, culinary school is worth every penny. Um, and I think. If I only stayed for two years, it would have been good. But when I stayed for four years, that's when, like, my last two years of culinary school is what made the difference. Um, so, like, my first two years was all about training and getting my fundamentals down as a cook, as a chef, as someone who was new in the industry. Um, and those two years were magical uh, because when you first get there, it's like the Hogwarts of cooking schools. I mean, it's old. It's got, like, this castle look to it. Uh, there's a grand dining hall uh, where you go in and you can – uh, eat your food. Everyone's in uniform. The bookshop's really cool. It's got all these cool books. And I remember I would go there literally every week I was in school. I would stop by the bookshop at least once a week to see what was on the clearance rack in there. If you went to the CIA, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I mean, it was just so much fun. Uh, there's so much. Like, I miss school so much. Uh, the classes, the different experiences you get, all the different chefs and their personalities. Um, and just like this really strict regiment of learning how to cook food and you're there and like, there's no, there's a three week summer break. There's a three week spring break, but there's no like giant summer break. There's no like giant, like you, you just go, you do a four year degree in like three years and two months. Um, and it's just all immersive. It's all in, it's all about cooking. It's all about just learning 
your fundamentals those first two years. You go on an externship, um, and then you come back, and you work in the restaurants, and you learn all the niche classes like Asia's and wines and uh, cuisines of the Americas, and you learn some business classes. And so the two years were definitely, like, good. But then the four years is where things got, like, really good for me um, because I was able to uh, learn more about the business side of things, which really interested me. I did the business management track. Uh, I was able to do a lot more in terms of student body uh, stuff. Like I was a student government president, and I got to open a culinary garden on campus uh, for the students to use because we had one that was for a classroom, but we didn't have one that was just for students. So I was able to open that and get that going, lay the groundwork for something that is still open. I mean, it's been a little over a year since it's been open. It's still going strong from what I hear. Um, but I mean, I wanted to leave something for the school that meant so much to me. So that was my like gift to them or my, not my gift, but like, you know, they did it, but that was like my work. That was like my, that was me leaving the place better than I found it. And then my last semester getting to go to California, um, and getting to do 12 weeks of just farming and meeting the producers who give eggs to the French Laundry, to meet caviar producers out in California, uh, to going to eat at Single Thread for free, which is one of the best, biggest restaurants in the world right now, uh, and getting to see their farm. Like There was just so many options. There's so many people I met uh, at culinary school, so many different opportunities. Uh, and I'll say this too, if you're from a place like, so I was from Buffalo, I'm from Buffalo, New York. You don't have, like, I didn't know who Thomas Keller was until I walked into the CIA doors. I didn't know who the Michelin Guide was until I walked into the doors of the CIA. I didn't know any of that. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that existed. Um, I didn't know who Bocuse was. I didn't know who Scoffier was. Um, the big chefs for me were uh, Gordon Ramsay <laughs> and, like, everyone I saw on the Food Network. I had no idea who these chefs were. Um, and I'm not saying that Buffalo chefs don't. Buffalo chefs are very knowledgeable. But me as a 17-year-old, I had no idea who these people were. My family didn't know who they were. And so going there, and uh, in my first week of orientation, having Enrique Overa be uh, someone who was speaking to me in my orientation and not having a clue who he was while everyone else was freaking out. Um, I mean, yeah, I just I thought I just don't know where I would have gotten those experiences. It shaped me as a person. The people I met shaped me as a person. And the experiences I had with the chefs and the instructors and everyone at that school shaped me as a person. Uh, so I definitely think culinary school is worth the money if you're going to involve yourself. There were so many people who went to the school, though, and they would drop out after the second semester. Or they would go there and they wouldn't just put their all into it. And it really felt like it was they're wasting their time. And at the end of the day, and I think this is what it taught me about life, is I think anything's worth the money if you're going to put the time in. Anything educational is going to be worth it if you put yourself in there. And you ask the right questions and you stay engaged and you stay honest to yourself and realizing that like, I would say this, like if you're going to culinary school, it's not like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of other colleges outside of cooking school are like, not really that like, I don't know. I don't mean to like crap on other colleges, but like, I feel like hospitality schools, like you're all in. And like, I feel like some college majors, you could just go for like five days and then like the weekends, like it doesn't really mean much, but like, at culinary school or hospitality school, like the, these big like schools focused on food service, uh, you have stuff to do on the week weekends. You're studying your sauce recipes. You're studying your ratios. You're uh, doing your homework because there's so much to do. There's so much to learn in um, uh, two years and four years. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's worth it if you're just willing to put the time and the work in. I think that's true of life in general, but even more so at this, because if you're going to put yourself into a little bit of debt or a lot, depending on how hard you try at scholarships. Like I just think 
if you're going to do that, you might as well make the most of it. And so, like, my advice then, if you're going to go to culinary school, is don't, like, for me, the biggest thing was knowing that I wasn't going to get, like, the everyday college experience, that I would be getting um, an experience that was, like, not many people got. Like, I would work hard. I didn't party. I didn't go out every weekend to any local bars. I just stayed, and I either worked because I had to pay bills, or I read, or I studied, and I just stayed very focused on what I was there for. And there's a lot of distractions that can come with being a culinary school student. And there's a lot of different, uh, it's just like so much. And there's so like you can go to New York city every weekend and, you know, be there and, and New York city is great and it's fun. But like, what's important, what was important for me at the time was, uh, getting to, um, learn, getting to grow, getting to make connections. And, you know, I only got to go to New York city two times, when I was at school, but then I ended up getting to live there for six months um, after school. So like, I mean, it all comes back around. It all comes full circle. And so, yeah, I just think, uh, I think culinary school is worth the money if you are willing to put the time in and the effort in. And if you're thinking about going to culinary school and you want help with like figuring out what, how to apply for uh, scholarships or what you need to bring if you're accepted and you're going in the fall, like, let me know. I mean, I want to do an episode a little bit later on this summer that is all about culinary school and getting you ready for it because I know this year will be the first year Line Cook Nation will be around when new culinary students are going in. Um, and I know some of my listeners are starting culinary school this year. And so, yeah, I definitely want to make that episode. And then now to answer the second part of the question, um, or is it better to just like, I guess I think, I think what your question was is how does it set you up to be a chef? And I think in our day and age, a lot of more restaurant groups, you know, I know a lot of cooks are going to be like, no, he's lying. Like, it doesn't matter. But some of these big restaurant groups, like, you need to show that you have a basic understanding of business. Um, not all of them. Uh, a lot of restaurant groups might not require that. And a lot of restaurants might not require that. But I know that from who I've talked to and what I've seen, it looks really good if you have business management on your degree or you have research and development for culinary science on your degree, or you have um, a bachelor's degree in something in business. And I think if you're getting your bachelor's degree to learn and to grow, it's good. I think if you're getting your bachelor's degree to say you have one, it's not good. Um, and there's so many cooks who don't need it. Um, and if you, like, I'm not saying every, I'm not saying any cook needs a bachelor's degree. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that if you get it, it helps you out a lot. If you don't get it, you, uh, you're still probably going to be successful if you have the drive and the motivation. I mean, it's not like the bachelor's degree is the key to success. There's a lot of people with bachelor's degrees who aren't, aren't doing anything. Um, but you need uh, you, you, it's all about how you position yourself, I think, and at the end of the day, how you sell yourself. So I have a bachelor's degree from the Culinary Institute of America. Uh, I can make that sound like a really big deal, and I can show – uh, the work I put in on my resume, I can show like what I did outside of the classroom in terms of student government and whatnot. And I'm able to do that. And that's able to get me further. And, but if you have a bachelor's degree and you didn't really pay attention much, but you get a job that expects you to utilize that bachelor's degree and you don't know what you're doing. I mean, that looks terrible on you. So like I said, it doesn't matter about the degree. It doesn't matter about what's hanging on your wall. It matters how much time you're willing to put in, what work you're willing to put in and how serious you're going to get about it. Um, so I, like I said, I think culinary school is worth it. I don't think every chef needs it. 
Uh, and at the end of the day, I think this industry is all about what effort and work you put in and how hard you try and getting the rewards from that. So that's my thoughts on it. That's my takeaway from culinary school. And is it worth it or not? I'm going to do a more in-depth episode on getting people ready for culinary school. I know some of you have asked me for that. And I just think that'd be helpful. I wish I had a podcast when I started culinary school, giving me like the, like literally breaking it all down for me. Uh, so I want to do that for y'all uh, a little bit closer to the fall season because that's when most people go to culinary school. Oh, and like one last thing is everyone's been asking me, like, is the Culinary Institute of America really the only culinary school to go to? And I'm going to say like, no, like, I mean, it's my alma mater and I love it. And I would suggest everyone goes there, but if you really love your home and you want to go to the local culinary school or you want to go to Johnson and Wales, like go for it. Like I don't see anything wrong with getting culinary knowledge. I just think, and what scares me is that you're going there because we've been built up. Uh, and Gary Vee says this more than I could. And he says it a lot better. Um, but I agree with his message and the fact that I think we've been built up as a society to think that we need a college degree to be successful. And as a cook, you don't, uh, it helps. But also, if you spend a lot of money and you don't do anything with it, it can be very terrible for you financially. So just really evaluate if you're willing to put in the work and the time at school to learn as much as you can. Or if you're just going to school because you think you need a degree, because you think everyone needs a degree in this world to be successful. And if you really aren't into it, and you really just want to get in line and start cooking, and you don't think school is what's for you, then I suggest you start cooking. Um and then if you realize later on you want to go, feel free to go for it. But do not go if you just think you need a degree because you're just going to be wasting your money. And, yeah, I don't know. And one last thought on it, I guess, is something that I tell everyone with it is I'm from Buffalo, New York. And the experiences I've had getting to go to California, getting to go uh, see these producers, these vendors, getting to go and meet everyone I've met from all these different countries and places and all the friends I've made – uh, at culinary school, I wouldn't have gotten that experience if I would have stayed in Buffalo. And so I guess that's the last thing I'm going to leave you with. And for me, the biggest thing was getting out of Buffalo and going to get a new experience. So for me, that's the biggest reason why I would say go to culinary school, why I would say go and uh, put yourself out there and grow. Um, that's my thoughts on it. Thank you so much for asking that question. All right. So this is the last segment of the solo podcast. As you all know, if you've been listening to this for a while, and I'm just going to take some time to go over some wine cook thoughts. We haven't been able to do this in a while, so I wanted to go over a couple uh, that I really enjoyed. This one was someone I posted uh, two days ago or three days ago when you hear this, and it blew up. It got really big. It got uh, one of the most liked posts I've uh, ever had. It's 253 likes as of now, and it's by at Binway or at Food by Binway. I think that's how you say it. Sorry if I mispronounced it. Um, but they say, one of my first culinary mentors always said, we don't sell food, we sell customer service. Ever since then, I've always done what I can to do for guests and their requests. Creating food is not about what it does for me, but what it does for others. That's a solid quote. And that's a, like, there's a picture of Mise en Place, which is really nice. And yes, I agree. It's all about what getting, what the, getting the customer what they came for. Giving what the customer what they need uh, to have a great experience, to have some, a great time, to have a great uh dining experience in your restaurant. And so, yes, I totally agree with you. I think 100% that's what cooking is about. And I'm just very excited that um, so many people, like, in the comments, it has, like, 13 comments, 253 likes. So many people uh, agreed with your message, agreed with what you were saying. And, um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the thought behind the quote. I just love it. Uh, this one's coming from at Willow Harrison. And she says, my mom taught me to cook when I was really little. Now I can't imagine doing anything else. It's like working on a pirate ship. 
So many different personalities. You never know what each day is going to bring, and I love the thrill of it all, not to mention the absolute joy of making people happy just by feeding them. I think I've shared this one before, but I really got a lot of more uh, outreach from other cooks saying how much they really enjoyed uh, this uh, quote about cooks being like on a pirate ship and the camaraderie and the the ability to work with each other and just be really great with each other. And um, I just really enjoyed this quote and reading it and uh, seeing all the comments and seeing how big it got. So thank you for sharing. This one's coming from at Inca underscore two underscore Noma. And they say, it's a picture of, uh, I'll just read you the quote and you'll know what it is, but it's a picture of this dessert. And it says, this dish is simple. Raspberry sauce, drop scone, and hand whipped cream. The quality depends on execution and quality of ingredients. Execution can be learned, taught, and ingredients can be found. This is where it gets deliciously complicated. It is all based on integrity, which is the number one most important attribute in a kitchen. What we say is what we do, no exception. So when I present this dish with pride and tell you there was flawless execution and quality ingredients, that means I can tell you how it was made with precise detail, such as why we use 2.2% salt on our scones instead of the average 2%, because we don't salt our whipped cream or raspberry sauce or why there is no sugar in our whipped cream, and why we hand whip it instead of machine whipping it. But I can also tell you where our grain for the flour came from, and where it was milled, when it was milled, when our raspberries were picked, what farm they were from, where we get our cream, the technique used to turn the milk into cream, what percentage fat it is, and how that affects the texture of the final whip, as well as why we whip our ice cream in the freezer instead of at room temp, and what combinations of sugars we use in our raspberry sauce, and why the lemon juice doesn't just add a bright flavor, but changes the structure of the sugars in the sauce. While someone lacking in integrity or time or the deep inner responsibility to care even if no one else does will put out a dish lacking what is commonly referred to as love, but when broken down is all the things mentioned above because who knows or care that much about a simple dessert, someone who put love into it. Long quote, but I loved it. I really liked reading this quote. I really liked sharing this quote because it just goes so into depth into the thought process of a chef. You know, this is why I do certain things like this. This is why I get cream from this region. This is why I do a certain technique uh, in the freezer. This is why I get this type of butter. This is why I get this type of salt. That obsession, that uh, the drive to make the perfect dish or make the perfect creation from your mind. And so I just really thought that was a cool quote. I thought it was a lot of fun to listen to and see what everyone's reactions and to read it. I just thank you for sharing. Um, I thought it was just really cool that you took the time to write all that out. You're so thoughtful, and I just thought it was really cool, and I just enjoyed it a lot. So thank you for sharing. Uh, those are the Lion Cook Thoughts, and you know, thank you, everyone, for uh, listening to this uh, section of the Lion Cook Thoughts uh, podcast. This is one of my favorite sections because I know a lot of you see it on Instagram, but to get to share my brief thoughts on it as well is something that I really enjoy. All right, Lions Nation, so there you have it. That was the podcast uh, for this week. I have some more interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'm finalizing them right now, so when I have a more in-depth schedule, I'll give it to you. It's been a little crazy right now with the move and everything going on, but um, that being said, I just want to thank you all once again for tuning in every week. I also wanted to state that I did start a Patreon. So if you go to my Instagram, the link in my bio, a lot of people have been asking me how they can support me, and the first thing you can do is share this podcast on Instagram and keep getting us more followers and keep getting us bigger and bigger. The second thing, if you really want to uh, just throw something in there for me, um, I just started it because a lot of people have been asking how to support, so I have started a Patreon. The link's in the bio. If I know um, I don't want to make any content that's for like being paid. I don't want any paid content because that's not why I'm doing this, really, but if you really feel inclined to support me, I put it up. And yeah, I just want to make you all aware of it. 
Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next Line Cook Thoughts podcast.